eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, episode 73. Cubs crush Colorado, Crowley. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, the regular season portion of the Wrigley Field Cubs is in the books, and they did their job very well sweeping the Rockies Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, I was at the last home game yesterday on Sunday, and uh, it's always a tradition for me to always go to the first home game and the last home game. And, and, and it's, it's, it's always one of those weird things because we don't know what's going to happen, you know, if there's going to be any more games at Wrigley or if there's going to be a deep run in October. But it's kind of the chance to say thank you and goodbye to a lot of people that you don't see again until April. It's like a family, you know, and so it's kind of a it's, it's kind of like a high school graduation kind of feeling when you when you go to that last game of the season. Very cool. Now, you look like you were having fun. I saw a couple pictures on social media. So good time had by all, I guess. Oh, yeah, good, good time definitely had by all, but uh, this morning you pay for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you pay for it indeed. All right, Crowley, let's rewind. Friday was the game that you and I were most nervous about because Jamison Tyone was on the hill. Yeah, Jamison Tyone versus Noah Davis. They needed a good start from Tyone, exactly what they got. Uh, it wasn't great. There's a lot of traffic on the base pass, but the Rockies couldn't get the big hit. It's good to see another team struggle with that. Um, the Rockies had two on in the first, two on in the third, two on in the fourth, one in the fifth and one in the sixth. He only had one inning where there were no base runners, but he managed to pitch six innings and shut out ball. He struck out seven. He gave up four hits, but also four walks. Uh, luckily none of those came back to haunt him, but the most important thing is he didn't give up a home run, Dustin. And that's always no home runs. Yeah. yeah. A walk and a home run, right? Doubly, doubly bad, but not, no, no home runs. Mm-mm. Right, and Drew Smiley came out of the pens. He went two innings, gave up no runs on one hit, two walks, and two Ks. And then they gave Hayden Wesniski a little mop-up duty. He didn't give up a run. He walked um, one and gave up one hit. But the Rockies' offense was 0-7 for 7 with runners in scoring position, Dustin, and they left 10 men on base, and we've talked about that recipe. Yeah, that's uh, no Gouda, but uh, in this case it worked out. 
Yeah, the Cubs offense looked good in the Pittsburgh series. And when you see that the Cubs put on six runs, you think the offense was continuing to look good. To be honest, though, Dustin, I, I wasn't happy with the way the offense performed against a bad pitcher in Noah Davis. Do- no. Talkman led off the first with a walk. Nico grounded out and Talkman advanced to second. Ian Happ would walk. And then Cody Bellinger was hit by the uh, pitch. Bases loaded, one out. Dansby Swanson pops out to second. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You got to be kidding me. But luckily, with two outs, Seiya Suzuki, Cubs hottest hitter, single to left. Talkman scored, but bad send by Willie Harris. Nolan Jones guns down Ian Happ at home. It wasn't even close. Dustin, we saw Nolan Jones in Colorado, you know, just a little over a week ago. I don't know what they were thinking. That guy's got an arm. But bases loaded, one out, hard of the order, and they only scored one run. That's disappointing. It was disappointing. I think that's one of the things that uh, all Cub fans are a little worried about as we go into the final week of the regular season. Right. In the bottom of the fourth, Dansby would draw a leadoff walk. Seiya Suzuki hit a two-run homer. Cubs are up 3 nothing. Seiya would then hit a one-out single in the sixth, and Jared Young, who was called up when Nick Magical went to the I.L., he hit a home run. The Cubs were up 5 nothing. They scored one more in the seventh. Mike Talkman was hit by a pitch, and PCA came on to pinch run. Reliever Brent Suter made a pickoff throw to first. He had PCA leading, but PCA took off on first movement. He stole second for what would be the first of what should be many stolen bases. Uh, Half grounded out. Bellinger would walk, and Dansby would hit a two-out single, and the Cubs were up 6 nothing. Nico was 0 for 4, though. Hap 0 for 3 with a walk. Amaya 0 for 4. But luckily, Seiya had the big day going 3 for 4 with three RBIs. And Jared Young was 1 for 3 with a two-run blast. Dustin, Seiya became the third Japanese-born player to record a season of at least 20 home runs and 70 RBIs. Hideki Matsui and Shohei Otani are the other two. So yeah, pretty, pretty cool good. There. Yeah. Pretty good company to, uh, to have indeed. And the Jared young home run boy, did he make uh, David Ross look smart? Cause I was like, why in the world is Jared <laughs> young in this game? in that lineup, I was playing a little lineup Easter Friday afternoon before first pitch. Yeah. You know, Jared young's a guy that, that, you know, when he, uh, uh, very similar to Morel, young guy, he's going to mm-hmm. struggle to play it sometimes, but both those guys, when they hit it, ball goes a long way. So you know, just one of those things that Jared Young is, is kind of because of the injury to Magical, he's he's in a spot and see what he can do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, at the end of that game, during the press conference, David Ross kind of drops a little bombshell in the media room, kind of gets up and he says, oh, by the way, Marcus Stroman starting Saturday afternoon. Yeah, isn't it fun, Dustin, when we do these podcasts, we write a script, we got all the probables, and then this time of year they change everything. Yeah, Um mm-hmm. Absolutely. It looks like we don't know what we're doing, Crowley. <laughs> so the way it was lined up, and this was from the Cubs, it was uh, it was supposed to be Tyone. It was supposed to be um, Wicks. Wicks, it and then Saturday. it was supposed to be Assad on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then they decided Strowman's going to get the start. That was his first start since July 31st. Things started out well as Stroh pitched a nice, efficient one, two, three inning. He was given a one nothing lead when Nico single and Ian Happ doubled. Uh, to score that run, but Stroman ran into trouble in the second. Your buddy, Chris Bryant, got the standing ovation. Dustin, I was thinking about you. Yeah. Standing over KB. Uh, he led off with a double, advanced to third on a ground out, and scored on Elias Diaz single to tie the game. The next batter, Ezekiel Tovar, singled, and now there's runners at the corners with only one out. Stroman would throw a wild pitch, scoring Diaz and moving Tovar to second. He got the next batter, Hunter Goodman, to fly out, but with two outs, Brenton Doyle, who's a phenomenal fielder, but not much of a bad guy. That guy hits well against the Cubs for some reason. He doubles, and the Rockies were up 3-1. to one. 
Stroman would give up a double and a walk in the third, but the Rockies stranded runners and Stroman's day was done. So if you look at the line, Stroman went three innings pitch, gave up five hits, three runs, one walk, and two Ks. Um, it was okay for his first start in a couple. I of guess months. it was it was all right, but I, I liked it better personally. I liked what I saw out of him better coming in late in the game. Well, that's the thing. Manager David Ross has Javier Assad piggyback. And and he was absolutely dominant. He went four innings, Dustin, giving up only two hits, no runs, no walks, and struck out six Rockies. And, Dustin, I think when it comes to Stroman, I mean, this is a guy that's been in the league since 2014. He's not a reliever. It's not like, you know, the role that he's most comfortable in, whether he comes in as an opener or rather the back end of the, you know, I just think that it, it, it's something that works. And so when you use him in that piggyback situation like they did, I think it worked out because Assad is used to coming in from the bullpen. It doesn't really affect his mindset right. at all that much. Right. And so, and I guess want, I get, I would bet that's what's going to go on with the next time they come through the, the, the rotation again. I bet we're going to have the same exact thing. Right. You're looking to try to get five, five innings out of Stroman. And if you think about it, when you get into postseason baseball, unless you are a superstar ace, most of the time these guys don't go three times around the order. You know what I mean? It's a different a different animal in the playoffs. Usually they go five innings, two times around the order, and then you get your stud relievers in. We'll see what the you know if the Cubs get to the playoffs, what the formula is. But I thought that went well with Assad, and and with him dealing, the Cubs were able to slowly claw their way back. Miles Masterbuani, big day. He singled the lead off the inning, advanced a second on a wild pitch by Flexen, made it to third on a Mike Talkman line out to right, and scored on a Nico sack fly to make it 3-2 in the sixth inning. Seiya Suzuki led off with a single the next inning, and then Dansby was called out on strikes. Christopher Morell grounds out, moving Seiya to second. And Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes, doubled to tie the ball game. In the seventh, Rocky reliever Nick Mears walked the bases loaded. He was pulled by Bud Black. Cody Bellinger hit a sack fly to put the Cubs ahead four to three, but with runners at second and third and only one out, the Cubs couldn't add any additional runs. So that's the second day in a row, Dustin. Bases loaded, one or less outs, and you only score one run. That's not good. No, and that's what, you know, before you and I started, these are some of the things that we worry about as we come down that home stretch is the lack of clutch inning. Jan Gomes can't bet every time there's people on base. Right, and and it looked like it would haunt him in the eighth inning when Julian Merriweather comes into the game I and he this. does his his best Mitch Williams impersonation. He gave up a double and two walks to load the bases, but struck out three batters to leave him stranded. Nearly gave me a damn heart attack. Yeah, I was following on my phone at that point. For some reason, the app was not working properly, saying I was in an area that I couldn't listen and I was on the go. So I'm watching it on my phone like Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey you know, trying to follow along, you know, and I'm like, what is going? I was so weird, but uh, thankfully he got out of it. That was a good, uh, that was a good comparison to Mitch Williams. Yeah. Mitch Williams. Yeah. Chris Morrell would Homer uh, to make it five to three. And Nico would add one more insurance run with an RBI single. The Cubs would win this one six for three. The offense scored six runs on nine hits, but the Cubs two went for two 12. For 12 <laughs> with runners in scoring position and left nine on base.
Now that will not get it done. That is a number that must, must improve if there is any hope for October and beyond that. So that takes us to Sunday, Crowley. We were talking about it to start the podcast. The uh, season finale, regular season anyway, at home, Jordan Wicks throwing. Yeah, tip of the hat to the Cubs organization. A few years back, they screwed up. They stopped the tradition where they had some country singer do the seventh inning stretch on the last day of the season. And I, I, I wrote a strongly worded letter. Let's put it that way. But the grounds crew got to sing the seventh inning strike. It's one of my favorite uh, traditions. And so the grounds crew does such an awesome job keeping Wrigley looking beautiful. And I uh, love to see those guys get their moment in the sun. I always think it's good vibes. Yeah, that so. was cool. I enjoyed seeing that. Yep. C- Cubs going for the sweep. Um, Jordan Wicks had that, you know, push back to Sunday. So that's not going to hurt to give him an extra day of rest, you know. Um, and, and the Cubs get on the board in the bottom. The second say Suzuki draws a walk and would score on a Jan Gomes double. Cubs are out one nothing. Unfortunately, the Rockies came right back in the top of the third. Austin wins let off with a double and Bretton Davis bunted him to third for the first out of the innings. Wicks got Ezekiel Tovar to strike out swinging, but Brendan Rogers, Dustin, he was on our hot list last time. He yep. hit a two run Homer that landed in the first rows of the left field, left center bleachers. The wind was really blowing from right to left. I was hoping that ball would get knocked down. It wasn't for sure going out, but you know, if, if that, if the wind wasn't blowing in Rogers definitely got all of that one. Were you sitting in the bleachers on Sunday, Crowley? No, I was in my seats. I always all start right. and finish in my seats always, all but right. um you know, again, talking about the Cubs offense, they had runners on in the first, the third, uh, the first, they had one a run on in the first, three on in the second, and two on in the third, one in the fourth, and one on in the fifth, but were only able to score in the second inning on that Gomes double. I was really pissed off, Dustin, in the fifth when Nico Horner, the leadoff inning, gets hit by a pitch, and Ian Happ, your number three hitter, for some unknown reason, bunts the ball goes straight to the pitcher who catches it. Nico's already moving and he gets thrown out on a double play. I was so mad. Well, I mean, let's you, you and I texted during this moment and we will try to get this question asked of Ian Happ on the Bernstein and Holmes show tomorrow. But the question, I'm sure that Ian didn't think that was a good idea. So that means Ross called for it. We can argue about that if you want. I'm kind of with you, but it was a poorly executed bunt. But but again, this is Ian Happ is not a guy that's a bunter. It's, it's he's a baseball player, Crowley. He's got to be able to bunt. What if he? What if it's? What if it's the playoffs and you need him to bunt? Every got to be able to get a bunt down. Okay. Every guy has you're their professional base. You're a professional baseball player. Get a bunt every, down. Every every guy has their weaknesses. And and again, against a pitcher like Ty Block, you're going to sit there and have your number three hitter bunt. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. I, I'm not sure if tomorrow is also a David Ross Tuesday. They have him every other week, and I don't remember if they had him on last week or if it's this week. So if it's this week, maybe we'll get that answer as well. Well, to make matters worse, in the top of the six after that dumb bunt, uh, Nolan Jones, who <laughs> also, also <laughs> Nolan Jones was on our hot list. That kid looks so good. He had a home run in almost the same place Rodgers did. So now the Cubs are down 3-1. to one. So with the Rockies up 3-1 to one and Ty Black pitching well, Manager Bud Black had to make a decision either to keep rolling with Block or turn it over to Colorado's bullpen, which hurt him the first two games. Mm-hmm. He decides to keep Block in, but you know what? Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. This Rockies team is just bad. Saya led off the inning with a double against Block and Dansby singled to put runners at the corners with no outs. Jan Gomes would hit a sack fly to make it a 3-2 ball game. And then Patrick Wisdom, the forgotten man in perhaps his last regular season at bat at Wrigley Field, 
absolutely annihilated one. The perfect type of home run in these games when the wind's blowing in. Perfect launch angle, 24 degrees. The ball went 432 feet, had an exit velo of 111 miles per hour, and the Cubs retook the lead 4-3. to three. Really Was Wrigley just rocking or what? Absolutely. And, and for a guy like me who's gotten to meet Patrick and interview him, and he's one of the greatest guys, you know, it, it was such a cool moment. And so – now the Cubs have the lead. It's time for the Cubs' shaky bullpen to see if they can hold on to it. <laughs> Daniel Palencia was first off. He has a nice one, two, three inning. Jose Quas took the eighth. He gave a leadoff single to Brenton Doyle, but was wiped out when he was caught stealing. Beautiful throw by Gomes and a nice tag by Nico. Quas would not allow any more base runners. That takes us to the ninth inning, Dustin. Julian Merriweather on the mound. Another uh, Mitch Williams impersonation here. He's got a one-run lead. He walks the first two batters he faces. Tying run on first, go ahead, run. Or tying run at second, go ahead, run at first. Oh, my God. You can't do that. Now, Merriweather gets Eluris Montero to line out and Charlie Blackman to fly out. So now you got two outs. Ryan McMahon comes in to pinch hit. He grounds one to first. Bellinger steps on the bag. The Cubs come to the mound to celebrate. Go Cubs starts playing. Clark is running out with a giant W flag. But wait, the umpires meet. They say the ball is foul. The music stops. Clark goes back into his cave. Ryan McMahon's back in the box, and we're stunned, Dustin. I'm freaking out, imagining, okay, the Cubs thought they had the win. You know what I mean? And, like, I wonder, right. like, if Merriweather just kind of relaxes. Right. and. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changes but the mindset, right? You take everything. the off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like the adrenaline kind of stops. I don't know. But he gets McMahon to strike out, and the Cub fans get to celebrate for a second time. Four to three was the final. But again, the offense scored four runs on five hits. They drew five walks, one for seven with the runners in scoring position. They left nine men on base. Uh, Morrell was 0 for four, Horner 0 for three, Bellinger 0 for three. Seiya, two for three with a walk and two runs. Jan Gomes, one for two with two RBIs. I'm guessing Seiya, Suzuki, and Jan Gomes are going to be on the hot list. There are the, <laughs> you got a good guess there. And Patrick Wisdom was one for two with a walk and that big home run. Look, Dustin, we talked about it before the show even started here. We said, look, you, you took care of business. You, you swept, right? And that's what you have to do in these tight wild card races. We have a totally different show if they go one and one and two in this one, right? Absolutely. Um, totally. But they... But Dustin, you know, looking into it, you have to get this offense back on track. This offense looks very similar to what we saw in April and May, not what we saw July through uh, June through August. Okay, the next two opponents, Atlanta and Milwaukee, this isn't the Pirates and the Rockies you're facing, right? The, the Colorado has one of the worst rotations and one of the worst bullpens, right? In and the they're terrible, game, and they're terrible on the road. Yes, and and then in the first game against the Rockies, the Cubs only scored three runs in five innings against Noah Davis, a guy that had an ERA over nine entering the game. In the second game, Chris Flexen, ERA near eight. The Cubs score only two runs in five innings, going two for 12 with runners in scoring position. The Cubs scored four runs against Ty Block, but if he would have been pulled in the fifth, he would have had a good game against the Cubs. He would have only given up one run. Right. And so, you know, that is a concern, and, and, and then – the bullpens. I, I, I'm terrified no matter who David Ross calls out of the pen right now. Dustin, which reliever would you say right now you have the most confidence in if that phone's ringing? Ooh, that is a tricky question because <laughs> it, it, it's not Palencia. It's not Merriweather. It's not Quas. I, I mean, right now, maybe Lighter Jr. Maybe. Um, do I get to do I get to count 
Javier Assad <laughs> is a reliever right now. I, I would well? say we're talking one run. I, I just, I don't know. And that, and again, you are going to be the next team you're facing. When we talk about hot and not for Atlanta, that you, you can't make mistakes. You go ahead and try walking the first two runners in the ninth and see how that goes against Colorado, against Atlanta. Good luck. Who's your guy? Who's your, who's your, I don't have okay, one, guy. Dustin. I'm terrified. Well, and, we, I, and I know we we're going to get to it later on, but let's just get to it right now. Brad, Brad Boxberger's gone again. Yep. Right. Yeah, so that's another option. So, well, I'm saying he's not an option because he's gone right. again. He's back that on was the, another I, option. I, oh, right. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's slim pickings right this second. There is no doubt about that.